Welcome to the CCM Deep Dive Podcast as we go song by song and story by story through some of Christian music's most influential albums with the artists who created them. It's time to grab your coffee and settle in. Let's go. come out of a song like The River Will Flow into the same song and just that reflection to say, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, whatever is going on in your life, listen for the river within you. It's strong. It's a beautiful place. And and you know what? Just be still there. Just be still and know. Welcome to The River Will Flow, the song with a star-studded choir, the song that spent four weeks at number one, and coming in at just under seven minutes, the longest song on the album. Here is lead singer Rick Florian. A little side note of the length of that song. My wife uh, was a DJ in Cincinnati, and she loved Whiteheart, so I'm going to preface that, that it's true, but she also liked to play that song when she had a hankering for an ice cream shake because there was a UDF United Dairy Farmers place down the road that she could had just enough time when she started it. She would get in her car, run down a couple blocks get the shake, come back and ride. And that was white heart. With- <laughs> Did she ever accidentally say the chocolate malt will flow? <laughs> I don't think she did, but I like the thought of it. Yeah, I kind of like it. (laughs) The River Will Flow is often cited as a fan favorite from the Freedom album. Keyboardist Mark Gershmel explains why. I always say the songs that I needed the most myself are oftentimes the songs that people end up liking the most, too. That that was one that I think that... uh, of uh, all of 10 on freedom found favor, but that one I think found favor because I think that's probably some other people were going through that experience in their life. And um, I remember as a, as a kid, I was, I was raised in the Lutheran church, which is a wonderful heritage. Um, but we had the red hymnals <laughs> and the red hymnals had Psalms in the front of them. I mean, I don't know how they crammed so much information that, you know, it, parts of services or whatever. But I always ran to the 46th Psalm. I don't know why as a kid that one uh, came to me. God is my refuge and strength, very present help in trouble. But then it's, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the mister and she will not be moved. God will help her in that right early. And that became part of that song. And interestingly, later in that same Psalm, is where it says, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I'm exalted in the earth. And wouldn't you know it, that the only thing that Whiteheart ever did acapella live in a concert was be still and know that I am God. And we all fought, you know, all five of the singers would come up front and sing on that song. 
and which was a wonderful blessing that 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 to have that many people that could sing. But here we, we could come out. We could come out of a song like "The River Will Flow" into the same psalm, and just that reflection to say. Whatever it is, wherever you're going through, whatever is going on in your life, listen for the river within you. It's strong. It's a beautiful place. And and you know what? Just be still there. Just be still and know. The River Will Flow featured a group of background vocalists full of recognizable names. Stan Armour, who is now a worship leader in Texas, fellow Sparrow Records label mates at the time, Stephen Curtis Chapman and Margaret Becker, Eddie DeGarmo from DeGarmo and Key fame, and who would later become the head of Forefront Records, and Dave Perkins, that gravelly voice in the ad libs at the end. Well, and that's just Brown being able to pull people in, and you know, and the friendship that we have in in the industry with people. I I, I like. Uh, I always admired some of those early albums where, where James Taylor or, or they would all you know, Linda Ronstadt, and they would all be singing on each other's records. Which was just kind of a cool thing, you know, where to me, it's a sign of respect where you say, you know what? I like what you're doing. Can I be, I would love to be part of it in some way, you know? And, and so that, that is, that's just a cool thing to me. So it's nice to have other people involved on that. Yeah, that was cool. But, you know, Mark could easily be uh, the lead singer in any group. I've always loved your voice, Mark. And uh, you're and fine. and you should listen to Soul Breather for what he's doing these yeah. days. Just, but I mean, I'm and when I write with him, I tend to end up writing for him, almost for him because I want to hear him sing um, what he's doing. What when I'm listening to him when he's writing, I want to hear him sing it. And and but he's probably like me. He's probably sitting there going, "Oh, I don't want to do this." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. That, that that's the right. only thing. The only thing keeping him from being that all his life is him not wanting, probably not wanting to be that, because that I, I don't know any other reason why he shouldn't be. It's just such a wonderful voice. But yeah, that's another uh, example of you know when you're on stage with these six guys and. and at any one time, any one guy can step forward and go, Hey, watch this. <laughs> and it's just like, are you kidding me? You can. All right. So you're holding out on us. And that was, we were loaded with that. Back then I might've been uh, deferring to Mark more for lyric content, which, and he was also the guy that would speak on stage with the microphone to the audience. And, and the reason why he was is because he was the best at it. So same thing. Um, would be the reason why you would defer to him for like the lyrics for songs and things like that. Back then for me, it was always better to see where he was coming from lyrically. And then they might've leaned a little more on me and like Tommy for, you know, the music kind of thing. And so we lived somewhere between everybody being capable of doing both. But I think one thing we could say about the, the freedom album, Mark, you might agree that Brown, that was another thing was he was able to find everybody's strengths and use just those for that record. Oh yeah. Instead of going, well, I know he's always a, you know, a closet drummer. So let him play drums on one side. That would never happen. <laughs> you want the end result to be like this album. So, you know, it's a, it's about not everybody living out their, their dream or whatever. It's about, you know, making the best record we can make and what are, he found our strengths and utilize those. 
Well, and Gordon's being really humble because Gordon is a great lyricist, and his track record the years following all that proved that out a million times over. I learned a lot from you. Let's just leave it at that. Thank you for listening as we continue through the songs from Whitehart's 1989 album, Freedom. Join us next week as we dive into Let It Go. I said I have a mind